Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Destroy to Shred podcast. My name is Elijah Stacy. I'm the founder of the nonprofit organization Destroy to Shred and the host of the Destroy to Shred podcast. Today we have with us John. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. So, John, I want to get to know you, get the audience to get to know you. So, John, uh, let's just go. Let's go straight into where are you from and how old are you? I'm currently living in Lake Placid, Florida, and I am 19 years old or 18. I'm sorry. sorry. 18. Okay. 18. Okay. All right. Well, now I'm just curious. When, when is your birthday? It sounds like it's coming up soon. December 18th. Okay. December 18th. All right. All right. You're getting there. So you're 18 years old. You're in Florida. You said very cool. Do you like it out there? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Like the Uh, sun. You like the sun. Me too. Me too. I'm definitely a, a warmer weather type of guy you know if i had to pick between super cold or hot i I definitely pick hot um so let's talk about things that you like to do do you like to you know what would you say you like to do maybe sports movies reading what what, what is your thing uh i like to play xbox i like to go swimming uh i like to watch movies uh go for walks with my dog uh yeah what kind of uh what kind of games you like to play on Xbox? What kind of movies you like to watch? Uh, I play mostly first-person shooter games, so like Warzone, Call of Duty games. Okay, okay. Very cool, very cool. Uh, and movies? I uh, like action, action movies, action and adventure and military movies. Cool. Okay, so very, okay. Any particular movie uh, that's your favorite? Uh, I think Captain America. Captain America, very cool, very yeah. cool. Marvel fan, I like that. Mine is uh, actually Iron Man, so uh, pretty cool. Um, how about food? I think that is a very important question. I think to really get to know someone, you got to know the type of food they like to eat. Uh, I like I like a good steak or burger. Or... Good, good steak. Very cool, very cool. I, I'm going to have to second you on that. I like a good steak as well. Uh, barbecue is actually my favorite uh, type of food. So, um, what what are your goals in life? You know, what do you have planned? What do you what do you want to accomplish in your life? That's a good question. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. So, not really sure yet. All right, all right, nothing wrong with definitely, that. Definitely want to go to college. Uh, so, not sure exactly what my goals are yet. So, okay. Are you, uh, when did, are you in high school? Did you graduate? I'm still in high school. I'm in 11th grade. You're in 11th grade. Okay. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. That's, uh, that's crazy to me. I graduated high school about two years ago. So that's just, um, that's wild to me. Um, what do you, what are you passionate about? Do you have any you know, things that you're really passionate about? Uh, I know. I like math, engineering stuff. I used to play with Legos a lot. really liked Legos. Mm. You know, I kind of think of engineering is like Legos, but a lot more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> So you're a very creative mind. Yes. All right. Okay. 
Very cool. I like that problem solver. Do you think, so this is something that I have found by doing this podcast. Do you think that Deshane has made you more of a problem solver that it kind of built that habit of you having to think, you know, how to solve particular challenges in life that you face? Yes, definitely. I think, yeah. Mm. I think that's really interesting. And, and why do you think that is though? Do you have like, what's your reasoning behind why, why it is that way? Uh, I don't know, because you just, you just got to do what you got to do to live life to the fullest. So, I mean. It just it just naturally made you, so you just got to get it done type of thing. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Uh, I guess moving into Deshin De now, uh, when, when were you diagnosed with Deshin? I was diagnosed when I was about four. Okay, four years old. And when did you really start to realize that you had the disease? Probably when I was about 12, maybe. And and how did you take that? You know, how did you respond to it? I just kind of was like, it is what it is, you know? Just got to accept what life throws at you and just keep going. Okay, so you just, you took the, and do you think that was the right attitude towards it? Do you think that that attitude has helped you deal with the disease uh, in a beneficial way? Yes, definitely. I think so. Okay. I, I would agree with you. I definitely think that accepting it, uh, extreme acceptance of what reality is, is going to, to be useful to someone um, with this disease. Um, what do you, what do you hate most about the shin then? Uh, hmm. just how it limits what you can do and like how you can't go do other things that normal people can do like sports and yeah, sports. I mean, what else? Uh, just, I mean, a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Just the limiting factor that it has. And okay. And so if you didn't have this in, right, what would you be doing? Right now, like if you had, if you didn't have this disease, you could walk. What would you be doing? I would, I would want to be a Navy SEAL. A Navy SEAL? Yes. Really? Okay. Why is yeah. that? Uh, because I think I like the the no quitting mentality. You just gotta just the no quitting mentality. And their, their motto is the only easy day was yesterday. And when I heard that, I thought that really spoke to me because. With Duchenne, you know, with us, it, it only gets harder every day. So it's, you know, the only easy day was yesterday. You know what I mean? Uh, that's beautiful. I, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, what you just said is going to be a clip that's going to go on Instagram. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's great. I, I love that. And, and I definitely appreciate the Navy SEALs and, and um, you know, their mindsets and things like that. I think it's great. And I think it's, definitely useful to battling a disease like this. Um, considering that you can't be a Navy SEAL, unfortunately, uh, do you have a dream job that you would want? I know you said engineering. Is that, is that what it would be or, or what is your dream job? Yeah, I think it would be an engineer maybe, or maybe computer science, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very, very, uh, 
complicated, smart people things. I like that. Uh, my friend's actually in computer science. So we, we talk about that all the time. I, I think it's fascinating. Um, okay. Um, in terms of losing your ability to walk, how old were you when you lost your ability to walk? I think I was 16. 16? Yes. Okay. And how did you respond to that? How did you take it? Were you disappointed at first and got over it? Were you really sad? Or are you still upset about it? like what, how have you taken? Uh... Yeah, it was, it was pretty rough in the beginning, but you know, like I said earlier, you just got to accept what life throws at you and just keep going. So I kind of just accepted it. And so, but when I was walking, you know, it was, I was a lot more nervous because I was always afraid I would fall down. So it's kind of almost a little less stressful all sitting down, even though it has other negative effects. But so you got to look on the bright side, I guess. I know what you mean. You're, there's some benefits to it as well as what you're saying, you know, because constantly falling and getting up all the time, that's not fun either. So yeah. especially when you start breaking bones and, you know, getting all blood, you know, for some reason, I always fell on the asphalt and always had like a rock in my knee and I was always bleeding. I do you know, take the rock out of the knee, you know, all the time. And so it just looked like I just like hit myself all the time or something on my knees. Um, <laughs> um, do you think that the shin has made it harder to hang out with friends? Yes, definitely. I think. And, and can you go into to why that is? Well, it definitely takes much more work to get ready to go out, you know, get dressed and all that. And then getting to where your friends are meeting up or because you'd have to travel in like a special car, like with, your, with the wheelchair and all that versus just going out with your friends and getting in like someone else's car, like your friend's car or something. And just accessibility too is another thing basically you have to like choose based on where you go and it's hard to go on other people's houses if you want to go like visit them at their houses you know yeah exactly it's like the the car thing i think um you know makes a lot of sense you can't just hey come over and pick me up and i'll just walk into your car oh wait no i can't do that i have to you know have to have a specialized car and you know we have to plan it and so there's so many people involved just to go to a simple place um so i definitely understand that and the same thing with going to a friend's house you know you have to get the ramp you have to make sure their walls are wide enough or uh, you fit there and you know the way their furniture is arranged you know it's not just ready to go for you and so it definitely becomes more challenging not impossible though not impossible uh, just more of a challenge, but a challenge that we will overcome. Um, okay, so how about mobility in your arms? You know, how are you doing there? What's that like? Uh, I'm doing okay, but, you know, it's just a little rough, but I actually i am going into a trial where I'm getting exoskeleton arms. Like, they're, they're assisted arms. So I'm really looking forward to that. They kind of like help you move your arm and can increase like range of motion and all that. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's uh, cool. I think it's, you know, 
it's great what technology allows us to do to improve the the quality of life right now. Um, so I think that's great. Definitely let me know how that goes. Maybe we'll do a follow-up podcast on that and yeah. tell us about that. Um, but how, how does, you know, the fact that it does attack your arms, how does that make you feel? Uh, I'd say it's, it's definitely humbling and, uh, I don't, I don't really know. So it's just got to work with it. So. No, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I definitely think it is very humbling to me. I personally, with my experience with Deshane is, you know, losing your ability to walk sucks, but losing your ability to use your arms is just worse. It's just, I don't know. It's not that I would pick one or the other. It's just more of, um, maybe I would pick one over the other. I take that back. Maybe I would pick one over the other, but it's just, it's the second blow. That's a major blow. We just stop with not walking fine. But you know, when we have to keep getting worse, it's like, let me keep something, you know, it, I, I talk about the as if it's like a, a person or something, you know, but it's like, come on to let me keep something. Why you have to keep being a thief that's stealing everything from me. And so that's how I view it. Um, and that's how I explain it to other people. And it seems to, to really make a lot of sense to them, but I, I love your attitude. You really do have that Navy seal stuff. Are you, are, do you ever read stoic philosophy? I'm sorry. Do you ever read stoic? philosophy stoicism uh, no have you heard of it uh kind of not really you sound you're saying a lot of things so i'm really into philosophy all different types of philosophy but stoic philosophy is one that i get a lot of inspiration uh from and they have a lot of good stuff but what you're saying really sounds like the ancient stoics um and it's stuff that i always say as well and like so there's this guy named epictetus um and he he uh, was a slave and his master actually broke his leg. But I find myself saying similar things to him. And so one of his major things was to take nature as it is given. And so and, that, and that's what you keep saying. And so I think that's that's pretty interesting that you keep saying that. Uh, definitely look into that. Um, do you think, though, that Deshin, with all this adversity and all the challenges and all the things that you have to go through, do you think that Deshin has made you a better person? Uh, yes, I think so. I don't think I would be who I am today without Duchamp. And why is that? And what are the specifics? You know, why has it made you a better person? How has it made you a better person? Just uh, having to go through adversity and just adapt and just kind of accept accept life is how it is and uh just it humbles you a lot i think so i don't i don't think i would be as humble as i am without duchenne so it really builds your character up all that adversity builds your, exactly yes exactly uh that's a good thing it's a good thing um if there was one thing that you would want other people to know about Deshin, right? What would that one thing be? And take your time with it. Hmm. 
Uh, I would say that to some people, uh, it doesn't look, uh, in some ways it may look easy on the outside, like in public, you know, they don't see what, what you go through, like in your home and everything and how much work it takes to do just pretty much everything I mean in short it's more than just being in a wheelchair yes right yeah exactly I totally agree with you um very cool very cool uh or not very cool but you know good point uh <laughs> um yeah no I, I definitely get you um well I want to know how Destroy to Shed, right, this organization, this nonprofit, how, how does it make you feel? Uh, it makes me feel good that there's someone like me out there that's trying to help our cause. And just, I'm glad that there's someone out, one of our own out there fighting for us. Someone with the disease, is that what yeah. you mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. someone with the disease. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I think that it's important that we have people with the disease um, do a lot for it because we can really make a lot of impact. I mean, we appreciate everybody that contributes to the cause uh, 100%. But people with the disease, you know, we are very powerful in, in our advocacy for this disease uh, and raising money and... Um, telling our stories to get people to care about the disease. Right. And so that's, I think it's really important. Um, one last question, not the uh, funnest thing to talk about, but you know, Duchenne is a very serious disease. Uh, it is in fact fatal. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on that? You know, the early death rates. Uh, I think Hmm. It's it's pretty rough. And you just gotta accept it and you just gotta be when your time comes, you just gotta be ready to go. Yes. You really have that you really have the ultimate like mindset of a warrior, I swear. Um like you seriously sound like you're about to go to battle <laughs> because you're you have those mindsets. I think that's like important because if you don't have that, then I think that you're going to just be obsessed and constantly thinking and not enjoying the time that you do have. Um, and that goes for everybody, Duchenne, no Duchenne, whatever. Um, people need to just live, um, try to live more in the present, including myself. I need to try to live more in the present and not worry too much about the future in terms of, you know, life, in terms of your job, in terms of whatever it may be. So I like, I like what you said. Uh, I think that's really good. Uh, so now I'm going to turn the tables to you. Do you have any questions for me? Uh, when did the idea come to you to start Destroy Duchenne? Yeah, so I guess we, you know, we have some time. Let's do a little story time. So I was, so, okay, so this goes way back. So 
ninth grade, I started to read a lot of business books and I was getting really interested in business. And my whole life, I always wanted to do something really great, really big for the world. Um, and I didn't know what it was at the time, but I started thinking, you know, why do I have to wait when I'm 25, 30 to do something great? Why can't I do it now? I was 15. Why can't I do it now? What is, why do I have to wait? And I just didn't know what it was yet. And so later that year, uh, during the summertime, actually, we went to a fundraiser, they're raising money uh, for Duchenne. And it was put on by a bunch of high school uh, a high school dance team in a, in a high school theater. And so I'm in the theater and I'm looking through this booklet and, you know, it has pictures of the dancers, ads, you know, just general information. Now at the end of the booklet, it starts talking about Duchenne and it says, you know, Duchenne, it's a muscle wasting disease. Uh, people lose their ability to walk. And when they're like 11 and so I'm sitting there in my wheelchair, I'm going, okay, this is not news, whatever. And then it said, uh, people uh, will lose mobility in their arms. And I'm going, well, hold up a second. Hold up a second. I don't know about this. What are you talking about? You know, I'm one that threw the football around with my dad. My dad was a, uh, he was a head football coach. And so I'm a huge football fan. Love throwing football on my dad. I love playing basketball. I, I would even shoot um, hoops in my wheelchair. And, you know, I'd always play catch with my friends. So very active for being a disabled person. Okay. And so, so I'm like, okay, well, hold up. Like this really hurts. But then it, but then I keep reading and it says, oh, and um, the disease is fatal. Most patients pass away when they're 25 because the heart and diaphragm are going, well, then I, you know, blood's rushing. I, I'm like not breathing because this is the first time I ever heard this. I'm going, oh, this is a mistake. And, but I'm, I'm, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, no, that makes sense. Like if it's a muscle wasting disease, those are muscles. And so and then it said that the disease is incurable. And the way I took that as they're like basically challenging me saying that you can't be cured. I thought, well, let me enter the game then. Let's see what I can do. So I decided, um, you know, later that night, I actually watched Iron Man. So I'm watching Tony Stark. You know, he uses his knowledge to solve all the problems. And I'm thinking, you know, I really like business. I want to get involved with this. Why don't I start a business? So I started debating, should I start a for-profit company um, or should I start a non-profit? And, you know, for-profit, I just, you know, I was only, you know, 15, didn't have as much resources or connections and stuff like that. And so, I, and I didn't really have a product. So I was like, that doesn't really make sense, but a nonprofit, I could probably make the, the greatest impact uh, w- with that. So I decided to start a nonprofit and, and that's, that's where it came from. Wow. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, that's where it came from. And, and we're do- about to do some uh, big things, I think, you know, uh, coming really soon for the Duchenne community. I think we're, I think we're going to make history. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Do you have any other questions? Uh, hmm. uh, no, I don't think I have any other questions. No. Okay. Well, it's been great um, doing this podcast with you. The way that we end this podcast, I don't know if you know, uh, the way we end this podcast is we say complete the cure on a one, two, or a three, two, one, not a one, two, three. What am I saying? Uh, on a three, two, one, we say complete the cure. The official slogan of Destroy Duchenne. And just for the audience listening, the reason it is complete the cure is because we believe we don't need to find the cure. 
but that we know what it is, but we need to complete the cure. There's certain things we have to work out to, to get this done, but it's not something that we need to, you know, we're hundred years away from 50 years away from, or we have to discover some unknown plant that has the cure in it or some fish deep in the seas that we haven't explored. It's none of that. It's a matter of, you know, advancing the science. It's something that we're aware of. You know, we're talking about gene editing and gene therapy. I, Fully believe that is the cure for the disease, but we have to work out the things before we try it in um, or before we use it in human practice. So that's why we say complete the cure. So, John, on a three, two, one, are you ready to say complete the cure with me? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, complete the cure. Let's go. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Destroyed Edition podcast. If you'd like to learn more about this cause, you can go to destroyedition.org. And Deshin is spelled D-U-C-H-E-N-N-E. That's D-U-C-H-E-N-N-E. Uh, so destroydeshin.org. You can go there, learn more about the cause, listen to other podcasts. Uh, you can donate, which would be greatly appreciated. We, we would really appreciate that as it helps us accomplish our, our mission. Um, and so we just thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you.